Today on the podcast, I'm going to share one of the most random medical experiences I've personally experienced. I was freaking out, it all happened so quickly, and now I live to tell the tale of my old lady eyeballs. So there you have it, glaucoma fabulous. Hey yo, welcome to the Rando Podcast. I'm your host, Steph. And if you have not figured it out already, random stuff happens to me. Yep, that's right. I recently joined a video call with uh, someone at work and they were like, oh, hey, I didn't know you wore glasses. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I have for a while now. You know, after I had the Glock. And keep in mind, I said this super casually and the other person was like, the what? And I respond with the Glock, you know, the glaucoma. It got awkward. Um, I realized it's because this person had no freaking idea what I was talking about. And I completely forgot that not everyone knows my crazy eyeball story. And I just like, honestly assume they just know. So A few years ago, I started getting these crazy headaches, okay? Like they were like dull kind of pressure headaches that were just there. They were annoying as hell, okay? I mean, not debilitating, but just like annoying. You just constantly feel like you have a pressure headache. And so, you know, I was getting them every day to the point that they almost became normal for me. I I kind of thought, oh, maybe they're Chinook headaches because of where I live, close proximity to the mountains. Now, if you don't know what a Chinook is, I'm no scientist, but it's basically like Chinook winds develop when warm, moist air blows from the Pacific Ocean in the Northwest region. Uh towards a Rocky Mountain range. Okay, so it's kind of like the way I understand it is the air mass cools as it climbs the mountain and it brings kind of the cool air to the peaks. And then when the air mass is dry, after it's released its moisture, it actually goes down the mountain as warm air as it moves down kind of the eastern side. Okay, now typically this air mass warms super rapidly and it becomes warmer and drier and all of a sudden the winds suddenly change direction and it gets super windy and it's warm gusts of air right so you can have a pretty significant temperature change like 30 degrees sometimes in a day so you can imagine what that does to kind of pressure so I am one of those people that tends to get Chinook headaches. Like, Google it. It's a thing. It's a thing. And, um, I mean, everyone should be very knowledgeable about Chinooks by now since remember when Leonardo DiCaprio was filming The Reverend? Like, do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah, he was quoted. um, I actually looked this up to validate this. Um, He was quoted in Variety.com going very enviro and he um, he got ripped a new one regarding Chinooks, but I'm digressing. He, 
let's just go with it, okay? So he says, quote, I've never experienced something so firsthand that was so dramatic. You see, the fragility of nature and how easily things can be completely transformed with just a few degrees difference. It's terrifying. And it's what people are talking about all over the world. And it's simply just going to get worse. And then he says, we were in Calgary and the locals were saying, this has never happened in our province ever. We would come and there would be eight feet of snow. And then all of a sudden, a warm gust of wind would come. Oh boy. Yeah. So yeah, needless to say, um, Leo got schooled on the Chinook and was being ripped all over Alberta, especially in Calgary in the papers. But anyway, that's not the point of my story. Okay, so anyway, back to the Chinook winds, they tend to give me some headaches. So when I was getting all these headaches, I was genuinely like thinking, oh, okay, they are Chinook headaches, right? Because they're happening frequently. It's kind of that time of year. So, you know, I just kind of chalked it up to that. Well, the headaches remained. And then they started to kind of increase in pressure. They started to get a bit worse. And then it dawned on me. I was like, well, damn girl, you just turned 40. Like maybe you need glasses at that point. So I was like, yeah, yeah. So I made an appointment to see my son's optometrist because I thought, well, yeah, maybe I need reading glasses or, you know, I'm on computers all day long. So like maybe it's eye strain or something like that. I should probably get this checked up. And I don't really like... I don't put myself on my to-do list very often, but for some reason I did. I was like, I should really check this out. So I go in and I see this optometrist and she says, hey, you know, hmm, I'm noticing something on your scans. It might be nothing. Like it could legitimately be just because your eyes are very strained or it could be something different. I have a hunch. It could be, and she quoted something that I don't even remember. She's like, it could be a buildup of pressure. She's like, so here's what we're going to do. I'm going to prescribe you some reading glasses that will hopefully help you with your eye strain. And while you're on the computer, I want you to wear them every time you're on a computer or reading for a few weeks. And then I'm going to have you come back and I want to test you again. I was like, okay, that seems like a fair plan. Okay, cool. So off I went, glasses prescription in hand. And truthfully, I was kind of excited because I always wanted glasses. I feel like I'm someone that could rock some glasses. Um, you know, when I was young, I tried to fake an eye exam um, to get glasses because I just thought they were so cool. And that optometrist fucking chump sold me out. He told my mom I was lying. That's a different story for another day. So anyway, um, my vision's been pretty good over the years, but I was excited. I'm like, I get to, I get to pick glasses. Like this kind of be a fashion accessory. Who knows? So I go out, I get my glasses. Um, I wear them for a couple weeks. I make my follow-up appointment and the doctor sees the same thing in my scans my headaches have not totally gone away yet. Like I'm still feeling that pressure and that like strain. And so she's like, yeah, like this isn't going away. I, I gotta be honest. I have to send you to an eye specialist here. 
And I'm like, uh, okay, like, is there, is there a problem? Like, how long does this take? She's like, well, I have to put in a referral for you. But like this, you know, it's not that big of a deal, but like it can be a big deal if it's gone unresolved. Um, It can be quite dangerous. And I'm like, well, what, what? Like, uh, okay. So she puts in this referral I get a call back from this like eye center. It's like a proper like specialist area. It's got an eye surgeon. It's like a building where like think of it like it it legit is an eye center where there's like specialists, surgeons, eye doctors, clinics, like all in kind of one building. So I get there and, you know, I got to take time off work and go do these appointments. And I remember being enraged when I got there because I had to pay for parking. I was like, it was in the middle of like an industrial area. So like not close to a hospital or anything. It was legit industrial area. I'm like, really? Like you're making us pay? But anyway, that's who cares? Okay. I'm over it now. Well, I'm not, but I'm over it. So I go in. I have to take the elevator up to this specific eye clinic because there's several in this building. And I, I'm not kidding you. I start looking around and it's all old people. Like super old. Like when I say old, I mean like average age of like 87. Okay. I like, yeah, I'm sitting down and I knew people there were like, oh, that's so nice. She's taking her grandma to the appointment or her mom or... No, 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 I'm there for my own eyeballs, people, okay? So I have to do a bunch of tests on this, like, Cyclops machine, okay? I have to do, like, I don't know, like, a test with, like, a clicker where they, like, put you in a dark room. You have to, like, click every time you see a little dot of light, and it kind of looks at your, like, peripheral vision and all this stuff. Then they do, like, these pressure tests where they put these drops in your eyes and... I don't know what kind of thing it is, utensil, but like they put this thing up to your eye, like right up to your eyeball and it gauges, I guess, the pressure um, behind your eyes. So one of the gals that's doing like, cause I think I was probably doing like four or five different tests while I was there. So I haven't actually seen the doctor yet or the specialist or whatever. Um, But one of the gals that was in one of the testing rooms, she's looking at, you know, my scans and this and that pictures of my eyeballs. And she's like, whoa, have you been getting lots of headaches? And I don't really clue in yet that it's like serious, you know, and she's I'm like, yeah, yeah, I've been getting headaches. Like, that's legit why I'm here. She's like, "Okay, yeah, the doctor will need to see you. When's your next appointment? And I tell her and she's like, whoa, whoa, that's too far away. No, no, that can't happen. Wait right here. And I'm like, what, what's happening, man? So she comes back and she's like, look, I got you an appointment in a few days to see the surgeon. I've moved your appointment up. I'm like, okay. So I go back in a few days and I see this eye doctor and he tells me, wait for it. Yes, I have narrow angled glaucoma. And then he's like, you know, kind of like the Charlie Brown teacher, like wah, 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 pressure, wah, 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 laser, wah, 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 surgery, wah, wah. What? So like, I'm only catching like bits and pieces. I'm not getting like, I don't even know what I have at this point. I just know there's a problem with my eyeballs. And so 
basically what he told me was I have narrow angle glaucoma. Okay, apparently that's a type of glaucoma that occurs when the structure inside the eye that allows fluid to drain normally from the eye becomes restricted. So narrow drainage angles in the eye increases the risk of the drainage angle becoming blocked, resulting in a significant increase in eye pressure and a risk of vision loss. If this occurs, narrow angle glaucoma is usually called angle closure glaucoma. Whoa. Okay, that's a lot. Okay, I didn't even get a pamphlet, guys. Okay, I had to go back with my old lady eyeballs and really start to look into this stuff when I got home. Like, I couldn't even remember. I just was like, I have the glaucoma. I have the glaucoma. And like, this surgeon guy is like, hey, look, like, it's easily fixed with like laser eye surgery. And I'm like, what? Like, you have to do laser eye surgery. Like, are there, is there any other option but eye surgery? He's like, no, no. It's a simple procedure. Like, we just go in, we laser some holes in your eyes. That allows the drainage to happen and the fluid to drain out. And then that's what releases the pressure. So, you know, you'll be fine. Yeah, we'll just do a quick laser eye surgery. Like, and this, this punk is just talking like, you know, no biggie. We're just going to do some laser eye surgery. No bigs, no bigs what? Like, I I was not prepared for this. Okay. I was like, I went in wanting some super cool glasses. I did not think I had a problem with my eyes. Right? <laughs> so I, um, he, I was like, okay, so like, what's the protocol here? He's like, okay, so look, just wait. Um, we'll have to schedule your surgery. You can expect like a call from this clinic. You just come here right on premises. They'll give you all the instructions over the phone. He's like, but listen, what you need to understand between now and your surgery is that if you feel any pain or you get a headache, like worse than you've ever gotten before, and you will know it's not a usual kind of headache. He's like, you need to head to Rocky View Hospital immediately because it's possible that the pressure buildup could rupture and you could go blind permanently. Okay, like what what do you say to someone that's telling you this in like a super casual manner? Um, what? Like, so being the ass that I am, I'm like, so what do I do now? Like, am I to be bubble wrapped? Am I, every time I get a headache, I'm going to freak out? Like, I just casually wait around? What? So I leave this appointment sweating, like legit wet pits kind of sweat like I'm starting to kind of internally freak out because the appointment that I got for the surgery is a few weeks away and so I'm like well what what do I do like what if this happens when I'm driving what if like I start to spiral down a deep 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 path of like anxiety and self-destruction okay so I you know I get home I tell my husband, he's like, what? Like, because he deals with old people all the time. He's like, you have glaucoma? I was like, yeah, apparently I have the freaking glaucoma. Like, how does this shit happen to me? So he kind of calms me down a little bit. He's like, look, it's a quick laser eye surgery. Like he said, like, don't freak out about it. 
I'm like, okay, okay, okay. So I kind of like, you know, I take 24 hours to kind of like collect myself. Okay. I, I'm doing better. Okay. I'm emotionally doing better. I'm starting to come to terms with the glaucoma and the quick fix. Okay. It's going to be a quick laser eye surgery. So I'm in a good place, right? I'm talking to my dad. My dad lives in another province. So I'm telling him this whole saga, right? So I go through the whole thing, the headaches, the glasses, the, yeah. And now I got to go in for this laser eye surgery because, you know, if I don't, I could go permanently blind, right? What does my dad say? Okay. Now my dad is like this big (laughs) German guy that I've called like Arnold. His, his name is not Arnold. His name is Siegfried, but, um, I've just been calling him Arnold because, you know, he just goes Schwarzenegger every so often. So I'm telling my dad this eyeball saga and he's like, well, Stephanie, maybe just a tip. Maybe you should just get one eyeball done first. You never know. What if they mess it up? At least you still have one eye left. What? Like, talk about freaking support. Like, what? So my dad's telling me, like, proceed with caution. Just let them do one eyeball first. Like, come on, man. So, of course, this, like, sends me into the, cool, great, great. What if he messes it up? What if he, so now I'm spiraling again, right? So I get a call from the specialist's office a couple days later. And they're like, yeah, hey, we're moving up your surgery. You need to come in on December 18th. And I'm like, what? Like, whoa, 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 whoa. So like I like I had scheduled vacation booked at work, but I was like, okay, I guess I need to like move this up now because I have to go in for this laser surgery. And I don't know how my eyes are going to be. I probably can't work, stare at a screen, all that kind of jazz. So the specialist office calls me and they're like, yeah, we need to move up your surgery. You need to have this now. Like, and so I read between the lines and I'm kind of like, yeah, probably because like it's super dangerous to let all this pressure build up. So I was like, okay, okay, yep, cool. I can make the 18th work, no problem. You know, so they're kind of going through like the protocol, right? I've just like, so when you come to the clinic, you're going to need a ride. Um, you won't be able to drive yourself home afterwards. You will be able to see, but just, you know, your eyes will be a little bit dilated. Um, and they're like, and make sure you bring your own Tylenol for the pain. We do not have Tylenol on site. I'm like, what? Like, okay. Then I, I, my inner monologue starts to spiral again, but I'm in full-blown panic mode because I suddenly realize, wait, I'm going to be fully awake for this appointment for like the eyeball surgery. And you guys aren't even going to give me good drugs. I'm sorry. I have to bring my own freaking Tylenol with me great so I like I'm not even gonna get the good drugs out of this I'm not happy about it so day appointment day of the appointment rolls around okay me and my emotional support animal aka my husband we head into the clinic because he's got to drive me home after so you know I go in you know I'm like Given the nod to, you know, Ernest and George and 
Gertrude and all my other 87-year-old friends, you know, that are just like, yeah, they don't even know their glaucoma future yet. Meanwhile, me, yeah, yeah, yeah. 40 years old and got the glock, the disease that normally only old people get. Cool. So they do a couple like dilating things, pressure tests. There's a lot of waiting around. Then I get summoned into the room where they're going to do the surgery. My husband's like, okay, good luck, honey. I'm like, oh God. And I'm, you know, like I'm anxious. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really anxious of like, I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to anticipate. So I sit in this chair and the doctor's like, okay, you need to put your face right up against the machine, right up. And you want to stay very still. I'm like, dude, I am freaking white knuckling the armrest so hard. Okay. Like I am gripped of steel here. I could have literally shit myself in that moment and would still be a statue. I wouldn't have even blinked guys. Okay. That's how terrified I was. Like I was not moving. My whole body was like contorted into like one place still as a statue. So he, he works on the first eyeball, right? And all I smell is kind of like, okay, I should probably say trigger warning, trigger warning. If you're squeamish or grossed out, like I'm not going to go into gory details, but like, this is probably where you want to be like, la, 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 for like five seconds. Okay, ready? Okay, so he does the first eyeball and I smell a slight kind of burning. Yeah, you heard that. So I know this is my eyeball, like eyelid flesh. Okay, gross. And it just felt like nerve pain, right? Like I could feel like this sounds, okay, I know I'm going to sound weird and like a total doorknob, but like I could feel the lasers on my nerves, if that makes sense. So I was like gripping for dear life on this chair and holding so still while he's doing this that like I let out this like little sound and I'm just going to do it for you because I was like, to the point where the surgeon is like um are you okay like do you need me to stop or like are you okay and I'm like yeah yeah I'm good yeah you done he's like I will be in a few seconds so literally seconds he's done like I'm talking 20 seconds tops and I'm on my merry way I'm sporting some flimsy shades like they're actually like a little like plastic insert that you just like either put over your nose the bridge of your nose or inside glasses like I again this place didn't even give me Tylenol so I don't know why I was expecting blue blockers but I wanted to walk out with some blue blockers no no I got like a little flimsy (laughs) plastic insert like Like shittier than like the old school 3D glasses you would get. Like the paper ones. Like that kind of crap. Okay. Um, Yeah. So it's over in seconds. All that hype and hysteria for nothing. Okay. I I like leave the clinic. I could see no problem. It was just like a little bit. Just my eyes were sore and light was just a little bit of an irritant. Okay. So... All I really had to do was take these specific drops like four times a day and it like the healing was fine. 
Like I had to do that, I think over maybe four days, three or four days. And the only thing I'll say, like, cause the recovery was great, but there were very specific times that I needed to take these drops. And I remember once I was out running errands and I needed to take my drops and like, I left it a little too long and like my eyes were just painful, but I headed home, got my drops, all was good in the world. But yeah, I was, I was good within a few days and it was kind of nice because I you know went right into kind of winter holiday time over Christmas so I didn't have to work didn't have to be on my computer all that kind of stuff and then yeah this clinic was pretty good like they just set up follow-up appointments for me at like three six twelve months Um, and then I think I went back at the 18 month mark and now I'm like totally in the clear I've had no recurring issues with my eyeballs Um, yeah, so all was good in the world. So there you have it. My random eyeball story. So the moral of the story, of course, is once you turn 40, weird shit happens. And for once, the universe was on my side because I made that eye appointment. And had I not made it, things probably could have been a lot worse. So I hope you enjoyed today's episodes, friends. I'll see you on the other side.